Hello and welcome to the AMBOSS podcast, Beyond the Textbook. Every two weeks, experts from AMBOSS, the medical education platform, interview medical students and healthcare professionals to showcase international perspectives on everything in medical school and beyond the textbook. I'm your host, AMBOSS Partnerships Manager, Dr. Tanner Schrank. Our guest is Kieran O'Brien, an ambassador at the University of Notre Dame, Australia, School of Medicine in Sydney. Today's episode is part one in a mini-series we're calling Family Medicine, which will focus on relationships of medical students, residents, and health professionals. Succeeding in medical school is about balance. This means not only prioritizing study time, but making time for yourself, your relationships, and cultivating a life outside of school. Today, we'll dive into one of the most difficult balancing acts for medical students, raising a family. We'll discuss Kieran's experiences, shine some light on difficulties and joys of parenting while studying, and offer guidance for students and their families to go down this path. All right, Kieran, it's wonderful to meet you and have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. No, thank you, Tanner. It's a real pleasure to join and have a chat with yourself about a pretty exciting topic. Yeah. Could you let our audience know a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Kieran. I live in Sydney, Australia. I am just about to turn 40, although I don't feel quite that old just yet. <laughs> I'm a first year student at the University of Notre Dame, as you mentioned, in Sydney, and I'm married to my wife, Lucinda, and we live with our two children in the suburbs of Sydney and just bought our first house at the end of last year, just to add to our kind of oh, stresses wow. that we're all experiencing. Yeah, I've got, a, a, I guess, a pretty interesting career background. I was a naval engineer for quite some time before heading back to university, and I've studied medical science. I've done a master's in health leadership. Uh, so I've been busy and my wife has been really supportive throughout that time. But outside of that, you know, I, I try to work and pay the bills and, and be a good dad, which is mm -hmm. obviously why we're talking today. Yeah, right. So University of Notre Dame has a four-year MD program for postgraduates. Correct. Yeah. And you're in your, the first year of that. Yeah, just finished the first half. Okay. I had to double check my notes because Australia's school year is different than in Europe. Yeah, so we follow the calendar year. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can follow January to December. You know, any confusion outside of that's too hard for us to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, today's episode is all about raising a family while juggling med school. How was your experience starting a family? Yeah, look, starting a family, I think, is challenging for anyone, you know, and, and I think the more you think about it, the harder it is. We got lucky or were blessed, I guess you can <laughs> say, that our first child wasn't really part of any plan at the time. <laughs> so, you know, family was thrust upon us a little bit in the early days, but it's something that any parent, I'm sure, adjusts to quite quickly. I'm a little bit fortunate, I guess, going to medical school now. My eldest is nine, so we've had the family for a little while, but I also got a 16-month-old, so we've had another baby fairly recently. Having a family, I think, is, is a really great blessing, and it's something that we're really proud to be a part of, but I won't hide behind the fact that it comes with challenges in, yeah. in every aspect of your life. Definitely. Now, did having kids affect when you decided to go to med school? Look, the discussion around med school has been ongoing for a long time. It's It's been a long ambition for me, despite where I was positioned in my career or, you know, whatever I might have been doing at the time. Uh, I'm fortunate that my wife has been really supportive and she's a, a great person to kind of back me up when I make impulsive decisions, <laughs> for which I make many. So, you know, we talked about the possibility of me going back and I think we were aided in some ways by COVID being a bit of a natural reset to the mm -hmm. order of things. You know, I view, I'm a bit of an optimist and I view things like COVID as a, an opportunity to break the cycle. And for us, it really was, you know, we took a moment to pause. I left my job and took some time at home and we just started to reevaluate and rethink 
you know, what's the future look like for us and, and how do we want that to be? And we made a conscious decision before applying to med school that we would try for, for Scarlett, our youngest. And we, you know, very blessed that, that we were able to, you know, conceive her relatively quickly. But as I say, COVID was a natural reset. So we, yeah. we sat down more and talked about, okay, do I pursue a new avenue in my career? Do I continue on the career I'm in? Do I, you know, look at a study option? Mm-hmm. And we tossed around a whole range of options, including all of those, so deeper career options. We looked at things like physiotherapy or pharmacy as interest fields, but ultimately medicine was the draw card that I was interested in. And thankfully, Lucinda, to her credit, has been amazing in supporting me along that path. Yeah, that's huge. Not only supporting someone while they're in med school, but also having children at the same time. That's that's a lot, a lot of work. Oh, man, it is. I have incredible respect for particularly any, you know, we've got some mothers on our program and it's hard being a father. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of responsibility and guilt around not being available all the time. But it's, you know, I see the impact it has on my wife. Being a parent is is particularly hard for the mother. And, Mm -hmm. you know, huge respect to to any women out there that do have children, particularly in med school or early medical career years when it's, it's tough. Definitely. Yeah. So Australia is definitely more progressive than the U.S. in terms of providing help and aid for parents in the workforce. But what sort of help does your medical school offer parents or students with children? I would say that the university, and Notre Dame particularly, is incredibly good at pastoral care and incredibly Mm -hmm. good at engagement with students to make sure that they're, they're taken care of. So for me, you know, thankfully, I haven't had to access any services to support me for, you know, problems with the family at mm-hmm. this stage. But in having dealt with them through, you know, I got COVID early on in my degree and I had the flu recently. They've mm-hmm. been amazing at ensuring that I still had access to classes or, or information that I needed, that there was no penalties for events that are out of my control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, overall, I suspect if that's how they handle everyday problems, then, you know, coming to them with a genuine concern around family or, or time for family that, they'd be really, really supportive. Yeah. I guess it would be a different situation if it was your first kid in your first year. We'd be talking about maternity, paternity leave. Definitely. And I think there's a a young mother on our course at the moment who's just had a baby maybe eight weeks ago or something like that. But, you know, she was back in class very quickly, though. And I suspect that the university would have been supportive with, with greater flexibility if needed. But I think further to your question, having a first child is definitely different to subsequent children. You learn a lot about time management and being more efficient with your life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, yeah, it would definitely be a struggle if this was number one, I suspect. And it's yeah. not to say it's easy, but right. it's definitely easier this time around. Right. And then you also mentioned the pandemic. So studying from home, I would think that that would be a much more important thing for new parents. Was that helpful for you to help juggle this? It was, for me, possibly for a different reason, though. I, as I mentioned, we, we bought our first house about right. seven months ago now. And with the looming global recession, uh, mm-hmm. our interest rates are increasing. So I've been working full time still. And, okay. uh, and and if anything, I'm, I'm doing more hours at work than I was at the start of my degree. So for me, the, the flexibility has been amazing to make sure that I can provide for the family more so than manage the day-to-day, I guess. That being said, there are pros and cons that come with you know, the pandemic's flexible study arrangements. It's right. it's great to have that ability to work from home. And, and if you're a young mother, for example, you know, feed every couple of hours mm-hmm. and make sure baby's taken care of. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I, I think there is definitely something missed by not being on campus face-to-face or, yeah. or you know, in clinical rooms 
practicing those skills in real life as opposed to just chatting over Zoom or watching videos yeah. or trying to engage in that way. So it is a bit of a trade-off, but I guess overall it's been an amazing benefit. Like I say, I'm an optimist and I think <laughs> being able to just be home more is, is one of the greatest things. Yeah. So our Amboss blog has an article about raising a family during med school. It mentions a study of married physicians with children where women doctors said that they did two-thirds of the childcare and men doctors only 19%. How did this work for you and your partner to share the load of raising the child? And then you also mentioned working while in school. This is a lot to juggle. Gosh, I feel like there's so many questions in there. <laughs> yeah. I think there is absolutely no doubt that this would not be possible without a partner who is not only committed to the journey, but is also, I guess, happy about the journey because there, there is a difference. You know, there are people who would passively come along for the ride and there are others who would actively engage and try and make the journey that little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate that my wife is really committed. And as for sharing the load, though, there's no doubt that she does more of the home work than I do. She works from home. And, and again, that's been a legacy from the pandemic for her. She's been able mm -hmm. to do that. She works from home a couple of days a week and has our youngest with her most of the time. I do work, you know, when I'm not at uni, I'm working many, many hours a week and I work on the weekends and I'm not here as much as I would like to be. But mm -hmm. what I try to do is when I come in the door, I try to make my first priority the kids and my wife and, and taking over where I can. And some days that means coming in and cooking dinner straight away or, you know, I try and give the youngest her bath and get her ready for bed. Mm -hmm tidy up, you know, any anything I can do. And for me, it's more a clean up guy, you know, just coming in to fix up all the little things that are overhanging from the day and try and mm -hmm. just take the load off so that, that Lucy can rest. I wish I could do more. I wish I didn't have to work. But that's the reality that we're living in, particularly now the cost of living is going up and it's, it's getting harder. I In my head, I had this grand vision of tapering down work from day one of uni. And in fact, yeah. I've tapered up and yeah. I suspect I'll be tapering up for a little while to, to go yet. Yeah, that's got to be so hard. A lot of articles about being a parent in medical school ask, when is the best time to have a kid? Do you think there is such a thing as best time or what would you have done differently? I think the best time in medical school versus the best time in life all mm -hmm. comes down to, in my mind, comes down to one factor and that is being financially stable. When we had our first child, Archer, as I say, he's nine, we, we were in a very different position financially and life was really, really stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think had I gone to medical school when he was born, I wouldn't be here now. This would have been a very different outcome. I'd be right. you know, back in the workforce doing something I'm probably not so excited about. Mm -hmm. It really is important to know that in our case at the moment, working's really, really critical for us to stay ahead, but it's not critical for us to survive. And that's the mm -hmm. big difference. At this stage, we're lucky that we've, we've put together a safety net that will hold our head above water for as long as we need in the event of some catastrophic mm -hmm. loss of employment or you know some global event that means we can't continue on doing what we're doing. But I guess I don't think it's necessarily about medical school being the major challenge. It's can you afford to live? And mm. as, as a mature age student, particularly in a professional degree like medicine or, you know, a jurist doctor in law or physio, whatever it might be, being able to survive the day-to-day -day is the most important part. Yeah. I guess to quickly add a caveat to that, I'm not a mother, I'm a father. So that answer or the mileage probably varies depending on whether you're carrying a child or not. Uh, mm -hmm. It's much easier for me to go to my program as the father. There's no doubt about that. You know, right. whether you agree with that kind of social norm at this point is, is not really the point of this, but it is easier for, for the dad to just go about and do that. And I think, or I hope that that's something that will change, but you know, it would be much harder to be a mother of any age going into medicine. Right. It's not as much pressure for the father. 
I try to operate on a very different model and be as equally involved as I can be, but yeah, it's yeah. it's hard. It's an evolving discussion across the world, right? And, yeah. and I hope that it continues to evolve. You know, I was only talking to a friend the other day about that. He, he's a dad and he was saying that he's babysitting and, and my wife and I always laugh about this because you know, <laughs> we're equally involved. So why is it babysitting? Yeah. It's it's such an odd, I don't yes. babysit my kids. I just, you know, I spend time with them. Exactly. Anyway. It's not babysitting for a parent to raise a kid. That shouldn't be how it's viewed. Yeah, 100%. That's a good point. So you mentioned a friend with a kid. An article from the University of Michigan suggests finding other medical students with spouses and kids to study with to alleviate some of the stress of being isolated from your classmates. Was this part of your experience studying medicine? Yes and no. Interestingly, before semester started, there was a couple of people that reached out from the program who were joining the same time who had kids and they formed a bit of a Facebook chat group and and I started chatting with them but quickly found that with limited time my engagement dropped away to zero. Mm. Thankfully we do classes in a case-based learning environment and my group there's seven of us in that group have bonded really well so I'm able to get I guess the social interaction I need that way. Mm-hmm. That being said given that I have a job and a family and a life and all those other things that have to take priority, I don't spend any time outside of mandated hours in social activities. Yeah, not, right. not because I don't want to, but I, I just don't have the capacity at this stage. Yeah. I mean, it is about knowing your capacity. Ultimately, it's about prioritizing things and making time for what matters. Especially with you, you've already built up sort of a life outside of school, so you don't need that social interaction with your classmates as much, it sounds like. Don't need to force it, but I think it's important. And I think it's critical in any endeavor or any group that you spend significant time with to work on that rapport building and that bonding. I will say it's easy for me now to just focus on the priorities outside of school, but Mm -hmm. it's taken years of trial and error. You know, Mm -hmm. I've I've had plenty of jobs and been to uni multiple times and I haven't always gotten it right. And, you know, I think back after the military in my undergrad, I joined, you know, the national sports teams and I went off on all these events and all these kinds of things because I felt like I needed to engage with my new peer group. And it was amazing experiences, but I don't know that they added any real benefit to me long term. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they probably detracted from the more important things. So that was a real learning curve. The next degree, I tapered it down the other way and, and had no interaction. And I felt that impacted the degree. And, you know, it's about finding that balance. Yeah. I guess it's fortunate when you get to your late 30s or 40s, like I am, focus shifts. My mentality was very different at 29 as it is at 39. And, yeah. and I can really prioritize what I need to do to get through medicine because it's not necessarily medical school that's going to get me through medicine. And right. I know that sounds silly, but <laughs> uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think financial security is the biggest challenge for a, for anyone with a family in a program like this. And, and focusing on that side of my life allows me to get through the other side. Yeah, I think that's some good advice for other students and soon-to-be parents as well, I think. Take your own life experience into consideration, your own life situation, because it's going to be different for every person. Absolutely. And I think you've got Mm -hmm. to have a positive outlook, particularly Mm -hmm. it's easy to get worn down when you're tired and busy and and feeling overwhelmed and medicine's such a full-on degree in terms of content and delivery and schedules and, you know, it's a never-ending battle uphill and life is a never-ending battle uphill. And I think (laughs) if you... If you go into it thinking or feeling like it's overwhelming, it will quickly overwhelm you. And yeah. and for me, I just try to – every day I get up with the mentality that today's going to be a good day. And if it's not, at least I'm feeling good about it 
and I can mm. I can deal with it with a more kind of clear mind than I would if I was down. And that, that's not to say that some days aren't hard, but you know, remaining positive and just focusing on the end goal is is really important. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So this whole episode has focused on the idea of balancing priorities. One aspect of life that even students without children struggle with is taking time for self-care. How have you overcome this obstacle of carving out time for yourself? Probably in the least healthy way possible. I get up early and sleep late. And (laughs) a lot of my self-care these days is just quiet time for me. A lot of it is that kind of mental recovery because the Mm -hmm. day is, is, you know, my head's full of information all day and it's nice to just switch off. It's full of, you know, with kids, it's full of noise as well and clutter and mess and anything else you can think of. Mm -hmm. I, for a long time now, have woken up really early in the morning and consistently do that irrespective of what I'm doing. But I tend to go to sleep quite late, which isn't great. Uh, Mm -hmm. means that I get suboptimal sleep, which impacts a whole other range of areas. But it's really important to me that I get that time particularly after hours, just to wind down. And it may be doing something completely benign, like, you know, watching TV or, you know, punching out a video game with some friends, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. But it's time that, you know, is just for me to switch off and and really disconnect. Yeah, that's hugely important. The AMBOSS article, Life Outside of the Hospital, has guidance on taking care of yourself in med school and residency. And some of the tips are just like you said, having dedicated time for de-stressing, When you get home from a long day, consider having a routine involving whatever you like to do, exercising, cooking, just changing into fresh clothes can make a difference, listening to music, reading. But it's really important to protect this free time. And you said you work on the weekend, so that's not even an option. But for other people, having a plan for your days off, even if you're planning on doing nothing, that's super important. And then finding residents or students who you can lean on to make socializing easier and maintain these relationships with family and friends outside of school. I think a lot of times we can lose sight of those aspects because med school takes precedence or work or family life. But really, if you can't keep up with yourself, then no one can depend on you. My view of all of this is that it's easy to view med school as this finite journey, right? And we just battle along for a couple of years and it's really, really hard. And then we graduate and life is amazing. Yeah. That's not true, right? The next stage is, if anything, probably harder. There's less guidance and more knowledge required and more hours. And it gets harder and harder and harder until one day it's probably not as hard. And mm-hmm. I think you really you hit the nail on the head and, you know, Amboss has some great articles that outline this, that really, if, if you are not up to looking after yourself and continuing that journey in a measured way, you might make it past the first hurdle or the second, mm-hmm. but you probably won't make it all the way. And yeah. Medicine is a is a it's an ongoing journey and it never it doesn't stop just because we finish one little marker and, and it's important yeah. to look after your physical and your mental health and you know it's it's something I acknowledge I could certainly do better, but some days you just gotta survive, right? Yeah, and whatever works for you. You've made it this far with how you do it, so it seems to be working. It's true. Yeah. All right. The last question I always give our guests is if you could give our listeners any advice beyond the textbook, what would you say? That's a good question. I think the most valuable thing that I have ever done in my life is to just give everything a try. I was only talking to someone about this the other day. I was looking to do some volunteering and I I was going through my resume and I look at the things I've done in my career or in my life. And if I were to look at it in a list, I would think, gosh, what a sporadic and erratic group of, (laughs) you know, completely unrelated activities. But when I take the time to really think about what that has given me, the, the kind of more 
intrinsic value is I have a, an incredibly diverse set of skills and experiences that that have not only allowed me to get into medical school, which is, is hard, but really helped me in almost any circumstance I find myself in. And as a person, I've never shied away from an opportunity. And that could be anything from talking to you to mm-hmm. giving a speech at a big rally. I, I feel like my own insecurity or confidence shouldn't detract from my ability to gain something. And really, yeah. it's, it's a skill that served me really well. And I encourage people to just get out there trust, you know, back yourself and give Mm -hmm. things a go because you will absolutely benefit in the long run. Wow. That's some really good advice. I like that. Kieran, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your experiences. Hopefully other medical students and families will find it helpful. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Tana. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Amboss International Podcast. In today's episode, we discussed balancing medical school and raising a family. The links in the description can give you a more in-depth understanding of these concepts. If you like this episode, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out the Amboss platform for your medical studies and sign up for a free five-day trial at amboss.com.